Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Pride Month again, and you know what that means? Well, straight. It means you've got to pull yourself away from that drag brunch and stop pretending to understand the queer experience for five minutes. Because now, more than ever, you're expected to go much further than love is love. In fact, we eagerly await to see what it is that you're going to do to support us. And believe me, if you think you can turn up to the parades without having earned your place, you've got another thing coming. Queers and queens are under attack again, and you, with your freedoms, you have a choice to make. Will you sit comfortably in your own privileges, or will you speak up, show up, and if needed, will you act up too? Witches, babes, weirdos, and witches, she's back! Welcome back to After the Tone, this time on episode one of season 11, shagging celebrities, bullshitting kids, and one listener gets arrested. (gasps) How exciting! Did you miss me? Come on, did you miss me? If you did, prove it, because you're all a bunch of fucking liars. (laughs) Hello, it's me, Scotty, your tour guide, your big sister, and let's face it, your worst enemy. And hello from the Silent Assassins, producers Deb Tim and Maya. LTLs, long-term listeners, sufferers, those who are still here. Hello, babes. You know the score by now. Come on, we've been around the block more than a few times, haven't we, together? If you're new to the party, welcome. My burner phone has been buzzing whilst we've been off air. We've given the World Wide Web my telephone number, and each week, through voice notes, the great unwashed ruminate, regret, and rethink their sorry little lives, Jane, with me in what is affectionately referred to as the pub. Remember, if you want to get involved, and if something tickles your fancy, don't be vile this soon in, okay? Don't be vile. Let's try and keep this a clean affair. The number to voice note is coming up a bit later. Lots to get through this week, as you can imagine, because loads of you have got loads of things to say. God forbid I actually was given enough airtime to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> there's a lovely listener email here that says, Don't hate me, but despite following you on Insta, 
that's Instagram for those of you who are unknown what Insta means, for ages. I only listened to After the Tone to listen to Joe Lysa have a wank. Oh, well, it's fucking lovely, isn't it? Like, I've been putting all this fucking effort in, but you get a fucking celebrity on and... Uh, anyway. And I couldn't help but blush when you call her, describe their sister's penchant. Ooh, fancy word for you. For regurgitated crisp. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are we going down this avenue again? As a youngster with working class parents, I learnt how to make delicious things last longer. I don't like where this is going. I put my index finger into my mouth. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, it's making me a bit sick. <laughs> I put my index... If I... I'm so close to being sick. I'd pop my index finger into my mouth and scoop the crispy mush onto the end of my finger in a pleasing oval bob (coughs) where it would stay for a few minutes. (laughs) As I went about my day, occasionally licking my finger. (coughs) (laughs) To slosh some of the mushy crisps off. I recently moved to the Cotswolds <laughs> and feel massively out of place as a... <coughs> Sorry, just the... <laughs> you know, read... <coughs> God, this is so vile. I've got to have some water. My God, that's so vile. There's something even, There's something more hideous reading it out and imagining it than getting a phone call about it. I recently moved to the Cotswolds, lucky bitch. That's what it says there, not me. And I feel massively out of place as a bi-tattooed mum of five, but feel like I found my people here. Big love, all crisp and no knickers. <laughs> well, what a beautiful, um, illustrative way to start season 11. Right, Debbie, crank it up. Let's give it a go. Let's see what this bunch of wrongers have got to say for themselves this time. What's happening, Scotty? James here. So I got a story for you about my grandfather. So he was suffering from dementia, right? Started to lose his head big time. He got very overly sexual, first of all, which is a bit mental when you've known someone a long time and then all he wants to talk about is trying to fuck his own daughters. But anyway, it got to a point he was dying. So he's on uh, palliative care. I was there, sat with him. He'd been unconscious for about four or five days. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he opened his eyes. He looked right up at me and he goes, uh, will you suck me off? And I said, no, Grandpa. I said, why not? Because I'm your grandson. And then he closed his eyes and he died a day later. What a way to go, right? Oh, James, you're getting a round of applause for that, sweetheart. Well done. I think you might be a first-time listener, and FTL Badge is winging its way to you. FT, first-time listener, first-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, I've forgotten what we say. Anyway, you're getting one of them. What a way. Now, listen, I know we're not supposed to laugh, but I think we do have to laugh, don't we? Because if there was anything that After the Tone does, it gives us the space to laugh about grief and the ridiculous. <laughs> listen... I know it was obviously a very traumatic experience for you. (laughs) Bear with me. I know that was obviously very difficult for you. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing. The thing that I desperately want to ask is, yeah, but is your granddad fit? (laughs) Was he fit? Like, I know, look, I'm not saying family shit, because that's just weird, all right? You know, what I'm saying is... 
could you have hired in the services? Do you know what I mean? And also, was your granddad a bit of a Mary? You know, I mean, is it not brought up any of those questions? You know, I mean, this feels deeply difficult to talk about. But I mean, if we're going to talk about, you know, palliative care blowjobs anywhere, <laughs> it's going to be here, isn't it? Well, James, I think you've earned your keep. I, I really hope that you come again. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh, I've got a visitor's well from mother. And her most interesting claim to fame is uh, she had a bit of a dalliance with Noddy Older at the back of a youth centre in the late 60s. And it just made me wonder, Scotty Babs. Yo, noshed off anybody famous. Pauline, you can't come in here with potentially libelous... Libelous? Libelous? Libels. You can't come in here... Libels? You can't come in here saying shit about famous people that are still alive. Actually, is Noddy Holder still alive? Let's just check that. Noddy Holder. Is it Noddy Holder or Noddy Holden? I wonder if he's related to Amanda. Oh, no, it's Holder. Musician, supposedly. <coughs> no, still alive. Very much still alive. Got an MBE. Ah, oh, I couldn't give a fucking shit then. He's 76 and he's from Walsall. Oh, so he's from round your way then, Pauline? No wonder why your mother had to go. Let's have a look at see if I t- if I search Noddy Holder, Noddy Holder naked. Let's have a look. Um, if anything comes up on the Googs, oh, not a thing, not a thing. I can't say I would myself. Not even in the younger days. Um, anyway, I know you're trying to get gossip and scandal and intrigue out of me. You're not getting any of it. Absolutely none of it. Why would I tell you, Pauline, on a public platform, who I've given a tip wank to? I might have given someone famous a tip wank. That's all you're getting. I've just listened to the episode where the listener talks about how after her mum died, they went out to Maplin's and bought a Wi-Fi router because her mum wouldn't have Wi-Fi in the house. When my mum died, we went out and bought spaghetti because she, my mum hated spaghetti. And so, for my entire childhood, we didn't eat it. So now me and my dad eat spaghetti once a week. I'd rather have my mum, but (laughs) I do like it. I do like spaghetti. Hello, friend. You didn't leave a name, so I've got no idea who you are. Dear Anon Spaghetti. Now, I've got thoughts about this. I thought it was very lovely that you clarified. Actually, I do miss my mum. I would rather have my mum back rather than a pasta shape. Shows that you've got some humanness to you, which is more than can be said by a lot of people around these parts. But I've got some controversy to bring to you. I don't particularly like spaghetti, okay? Why not? I find it lacks any form of distinction, structural integrity or character. There you go, I said it. I'd actually prefer penne. (laughs) Italian people up and down the country being like, please call it penne. Penne. So I don't particularly like it. Now, people who follow me on the internet will know that I've got a major problem with people who call spaghetti bolognese. Yes, I can do an Italian accent if you like. I've got a major problem with people who call it spag bowl. Now, British people don't know how to cook, okay? And they've never known how to cook. Actually, I think British people learned how to cook somewhere around 1997. Major moment of change in the UK, 1997. But before that, spaghetti basically came in a tin, Okay, and then post-1997, AS, 
after spaghetti, um, became the moment where people started throwing spaghetti at the ceiling and cupboard doors because, you know, Jamie Oliver once told them that's how you cook spaghetti. I still don't like spaghetti. I think maybe I had a traumatising experience where I almost choked on it as a child or something like that. Do you remember? People used to like... I don't know if they used to do this on your estate. I mean, I was gagging at someone regurgitating crisps, but what I'm about to tell you is just as worse. People, when you used to eat spaghetti, you used to snort it up your nose and bring it out the back of your mouth. Anybody else? No? So, listen, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm on the side of your mother. And actually, she's probably very upset that you've got spaghetti in the house. So, look, could you have a bit of rigatoni? Chance to be a fine thing. <laughs> That's the big one, isn't it? What about the, I don't know what the names are, the sort of biggish one that's got frills on the side. That's, I mean, essentially that's like a beef spaghetti, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Something with a bit of service area. That's what you need to catch up your bits and bobs, because otherwise you're spaghetti. Oh, so technically what I'm saying is is by eating spaghetti, you're actually anti-fat. You're welcome. Hello, Scotty and all the crew down at the pub. Welcome back from your spring break. Blake, break. You've been missed. It's nice to have us down the pub again. Um, welcome, as I say, welcome back. Um, my spring break was interesting. I got arrested and I have been charged for criminal damage. That's not them now. I'm out walking doggy. Um, I'm sharing now for, for the first time, really. Not many people know. Um, I guess I've, I'm finally seeing the fucking humour in, in it all and just the absolute delusional ridiculousness of it. I basically had a rare night off, a Saturday night, and there's a lovely night over at the Eagle, which is on every bi-monthly or something, as SOS, Save Our Souls. And we had such a giggle and she got very, very drunk. She went out with the complete attention with a pink spray can to do some stenciling mad work. But luckily enough, the stencil broke and I lost that. And all I had was a spray can when I walked out the pub. And I thought, let's walk home and spray things. That's right. I, for some fucking delusionally drunken... (laughs) I basically sprayed on the MI5 building, fuck the Tories and eat the rich. All the way along the black hoarding. I have no idea what would think I would get away. I remember looking at the cameras and thinking, I do. I was sort of pissed, but not that pissed. I remember looking at the cameras and going, I know no one's watching them, it's like a serious crime. <laughs> and so I proceeded basically to spray all the way down Vauxhall Bridge Road, on the bridges and on the, the Lithuanian embassy. Anyway, drunken delusion, police cars on the pulls up to me, stop there, stand there, stand still, blah, 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 blah. And I just put my hands up to everything. I was like, yeah, that was me. He goes, you've been caught on camera. What are you doing? Let me search you. And at that point, I was still blasé and fucking complete in my delusionally white fucking privilege and being quite lippy. And he pulled out these black rubber gloves from my pocket, which I'd had to get out for me to use as spraying. And it'd already been like, where have you been? What have you been doing? And I was like, I'm in a gay bar. Been to a gay bar, been in Vauxhall. And then when he pulled the rubber gloves out, he goes, what are you using these for? And I was like, oh, I was at a fetish party, fisting. He goes, you know, oh, a bit kinky like that. (laughs) And at that point, he said, I feel threatened. And he put me in handcuffs. I just listened back. My conditions of the bail, which made me laugh, 
is that I am not allowed to carry paint in public. <laughs> now, 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 the carer, you did a bad thing to the state, didn't you? Do you know what? We've all been there, haven't we? I mean, come on, go with it. Go with it as a school of thought. We've all had that moment where we thought, I'm going to get away with this. This could be completely fine. Or I'm going to... Look, if we change the scenario, there are people who are doing that and it's called activism. Do you know what I mean? So any of you that listen to this being like, how dare you do this, da-da-da-da... She's doing the world a bit of a favour. I mean, where's the lie? Is what I want to say. Now, apparently I've been told by uh, producer Tim and Debs that this is part of a much longer call. We're going to put the full call on the Patreon this week. So be sure to head over to there to listen to the full thing. But in the meantime, I do want to say, I used to date a graffiti artist. Oh yes, she's edgy. <laughs> And when we go out, it do the taggings. Oh, yeah, well, she's down with the lingo. Oh, I mean, practically, um, what you call her? Um, what's that famous? Banksy. Banksy. <laughs> practically Banksy, babes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I know what the taggings is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he do it. And, I mean, you know, the arsehole in me was like... But why? I say the arsehole, the artist in me was like, but why? What's the meaning behind it? What about it? And he used to say, well, it's about reclaiming space. And it's about reclaiming space from capitalism and extreme capitalism and all of that, which I can really get on board with. Do you know what I mean? But when you're just doing a tag on a bollard, I'm like, I mean... <sighs> oh, Westminster City Council, you know, fucking anti-capitalism's on the way. We're heading to a communist state because you did attack on a bollard, dear. So, yeah, I always found it a bit flawed, um, but I, you know, but I can appreciate it for its beauty. You know, when they do a big piece, oh, yeah, another technical term for you there, when they do a big piece in one of those places where they do pieces, you know, I think it can um, be very charismatic, very charming. It can actually help really gentrify an area quite quickly, actually. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've always got a bit of a clumsy relationship with the graffiti because I never quite understood it. But, again, here, I think I'm going to classify this as uh, activism, darling. That's what I'm going to call it. Right, I'm going to speak to you a bit more over on the Patreon. So I'm going to hold my thoughts there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm recording this on one of the fucking hottest days of the year and I'm about to pass out in here, so I'm going to have to have a little glass of water and a little breather. But coming up, how to make friends in new places and why lying to kids is very fun. Uh, Now, the eagle ears amongst you all, well, you might notice that there might be a few adverts over the next few weeks. And yes, look, we know capitalism is alive and well, actually. But in truth, it's because we're down to the last pennies and we're really trying desperately to find ways of keeping this gaff open because so many of you say how much that you enjoy this and love this and adore it. But also with the sort of people that don't have masses of resources as well. We're not like other podcasts where, you know, just like millionaires listen. And they're like, oh yeah, I'll do one advert. And then they get to live forever. Do you know what I mean? You know, we're all people living in this time. So you will see a few adverts coming up. But it will only sort of cover, well, not half of the problem. But I did just wanted to say a massive fucking love to the Patreons. 
Thank you so much for sticking with us over that extended break. Um, if you want to throw us a few quid a month, we'd love to give you some exclusive content in return. As I mentioned earlier, this week's Patreon call is from our fave and yours, the carer. So if you want to find out what happened after the cops put the handcuffs on our dear friend, head over to patreon.com forward slash after the tone for all the full gruesome tale. Also, since we've been off air, Spotify have added this new feature where you can comment on episodes, just like Josh Smith did on our end of season finale. He said, I love this and the vulnerability and the honesty. Thank you so much to all the crew. So get commenting your slags. We'd love to feature more of your comments on future episodes. But importantly, we need your calls. We've made a lovely start, but I know you've got a story to tell. No matter how small or insignificant you think it is, however weird or wonderful If it's about living your life, lessons that you've learned, or falling flat on your ass, we really want to hear from you. Don't overthink it, okay? I mean, JRF doesn't. You want to fucking hear the 20-minute monologues that that one leaves every week. I could tell you what. I could write a play. I could write four plays. Anyone thought she was fucking Judy Garland, Judy Garland, Judy Dench, all the Judys. (laughs) So come on, get involved. Open up the WhatsApp and send me a little voice note, please, to this number. Zero, seven, double, eight, two hundred... 3420. Right, I'm gonna have a glass of bubbly water. I know it'll make me burpee, but I'll tell you what, I'm about to pass out. Hi, Scotty and team. I'm so happy that you guys are coming back. Um, this is Holly calling from Montreal. I have been feeling a little lonely in the past couple weeks. As you know, I moved to Montreal eight or nine months ago. And it's just taking me a while to build a community here that I feel is meaningful. Even just to have someone to go out with on the weekend. It's Sunday right now and I don't know what to do with myself. And I went back to uh, North Carolina for graduation a couple weeks ago. And it just felt so refreshing to be back in that space where I had community and I had the friends that I had built over six years. And so coming back to Montreal, um, I'm very much feeling that absence. So um, I don't know. I thought I'd I'd share my experience with loneliness. Um, Maybe it's something other people can relate to. And if you have any sage words of wisdom about moving to a new place and building community there, I am so happy to hear them. Um, Feel free to cut this. But for context, I used to make a lot of friends through work. Um, And I've now moved into a workplace uh, because I was at a PhD. Everyone was at the same sort of life stage as I was, give or take. Um, And now I've moved into like a big girl workplace and everybody has kids or they're at their cottage or whatever on the weekend. And so it just doesn't feel as accessible as a friend group. And so I'm kind of lost of like, well, where do you make friends if it's not at school, which is where I have been my whole life. Anyways, I hope you're doing well, and I can't wait for this the show to start back up. Bye. Lovely Holly, not in North Carolina, but in Montreal, with big feelings. And first off, can we just have a little moment to be like, sorry, you graduated? Yes, look at that. All of that effort, all of that energy paid off. And listen, there is so much about this that I was like, oh my God, me too, because literally... Last Sunday, I found myself in the same experience. And it's an experience that I have experienced, well, a lot of my life. A lot of my life feeling quite lonely and quite isolated. And 
long-term listeners will know, over the last year, I have found out things about myself and my brain, which has given me some context to some of those feelings. It isn't to say that those feelings are all placed there, but it's given me some context to why perhaps I have felt really ostracised or alone, or I don't know how to communicate that I'd like to hang out with somebody, or I don't know how to nurture a friendship in a way that I can be informal, but, you know, like, it's just complicated, isn't it? And then I actually... Hearing other people find how difficult it is to make friends as an adult, I think A, is is a useful thing. But B, I think many of us will and have and will in the future understand this idea of loneliness. And how you pick yourself out of that requires a lot of vulnerability, right? It requires you to say, I would like to be a friend, or would you like to go for a cup of tea? It requires potentially hearing a no. And that can be really difficult as an adult. But also, as you say, circumstance doesn't bring us together. Like when I was a kid, like playing out was the way that you like met people. (laughs) You know, you met kids from other estates or other housing projects or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, uh, you're fun. And then, you know, friendships would build that way or people that you met at school or, you know, cousins or friends of the family, you know, it's, it's, it's really organic. But as an adult, it's so um, orchestrated. I, moving to Manchester, found actually dating was quite helpful. Like being on dating sites, because you can be quite honest on them, particularly on things like Tinder, which are less sort of sexually charged, where you can be like, I'm looking for friends in the area. This is a geographically sort of accurate map, essentially, of people in my area. So I found that to be really useful. And, you know, I've got some really great friends from that. I did find the vulnerability of just saying to the internet, like, I would like to hang out. Or actually, a really good friend of mine who I was talking about this very thing on the weekend with, she moved to Manchester and just sent me a message and was like, would you like to go for a cup of tea? And so it does require that vulnerability. I wonder also, question mark, if there's a sort of cultural change here from going over the border. From my experiences of being in the States oh my god, people from Canada are going to absolutely call up and absolutely rip me to shits on this one. But fine, I'm okay with it. In the States, I found the community to be a bit more communal. Whereas in Canada, I found it to be a bit more, we're going to the countryside on the weekend to spend time with our family. We're going to go to the lake. We're going to go, you know, it's more of that like get outdoors, you know, let's go for a hike with our people. More of a sort of Finnish way of being, actually. I found that in Finland, also found that in Japan. And yeah, I wonder if there's a cultural difference here about how people have friendships. You might be listening to this in Montreal. You might want to offer Holly some advice. You might want to become Holly's friend. (laughs) I'll do the vulnerability for you, Holly. (laughs) It's scary. I know it's scary. You might be at home listening to this thinking you are in the same position. You might have devices and ways through it. You know what to do. Pick up the phone. Me and Holly would love to learn more. Hello, Scotty. So I don't really know how to start this message because I haven't been following this podcast for a while but I have to say I was one of the very first from season one and it seems oh fuck ages ago 2020 
And I was in one episode, I don't remember if it was the 11th or the 7th. By the way, I was the Italian girl living in London who had a dream about you talking with my Italian family. It's a long story. I had to leave London, let's say that, two years ago. And I had to leave the UK because of all the Brexit shit, yay. Now I live in Bologna. I'm attending the Academy of Fine Arts. Well, first of all, I just have to say the art academies in the UK are so fucking cool. I'm just so jealous. I wish we had 1% of the things that you have in terms of spaces and teachers and mentality. To be honest, that's the big deal here. It's just the quite narrow-minded situation, even if Bologna, it's like the queer city. I don't know why I'm talking so much about these things. I just want to say hi, really, because I got a bit nostalgic in these days and I miss going around London and and I can tell I'm losing my accent and it's something that it kind of triggers me. I felt really at home over there for the first time and I'm okay now. I'm doing good now. I feel at home even here. But it's just... You remind me of that moment, you and all the other team people, people in the pub, the other members of this cult. (laughs) And so it's nice to hear some voices that I recognise from three years ago. So, very nostalgic one and chat. Bye! Hello, nostalgia in Bologna. It's lovely to have you back. A season one official listener. And I really remember that call. So, God, this I love this. I love this. I love the fact that we can all pop our heads in and like, oh, my God. I'm sorry, I'm far too excited. Calm down now. I just get really excited that people, like, can go away, live their lives, and they come back. And these massive chapters have happened to people. And I'm sorry it's not... It doesn't. It feels like it's a complicated feeling right now, right? And you know, to link this to the past phone call from Holly, my God, isn't it difficult being an adult? Who invented adulting? And I'm trying to like retain any form of sanity. I mentioned the word sanity. I'm looking at a book I got in a charity shop, which is literally titled by actually one of our listeners, Philippa Perry, "How to Stay Sane." And <laughs> you know what? Now more than ever, I really think that we all need it because I think. We are, many of us in the countries that we are listening to this are experiencing a very bizarre moment in history, you know, with particularly thinking about how Europe and the Americas and actually Australasia is really like the right wing is really engulfing popular opinion. Um, so yeah, when you were saying about the the mentality there, you know, just as a reminder, <laughs> you left the UK because of the mentality here, it sounded like, with Brexit, etc. So I think, you know, the grass is always greener. But for another adage, um, you know, home is where the heart is. And I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that Manchester has really called me and um, it gives me what I need. But it's probably only going to give me what I need up until the next general election. And if that doesn't lean more towards somewhere else, I think I I have very big questions about my existence within the UK. But what do you do with that? It's so annoying that we can't all just live together. (laughs) I mean, that would be awful. 
Um, Bologna. Now, is Bologna the home of the Bolognese? I just want to check. Because it's spelt Bologna. Yes, I know it's got history and all of that. I just want to know if it's where the Bolognese is from. Authentic Bolognese sauce is an Italian pasta sauce made with ground beef, pancetta, vegetables. Yes, I know, but I want to know if it's from Bologna. Bologna. Oh, is Bologna, fame, Bologna, Bologna famous for Bolognese? Contrary to popular assumption, it has no definitive tie with the city of Bologna. Well, that's, I mean, this has been a very spaghetti Bolognese heavy episode, but I'm quite pissed off, actually. What is Bologna famous for? Here we go. A warm welcome atmosphere and immense cultural, historical and artistic heritage. You can fuck right off. I wanted a food. And not to mention the Bolognese cuisine. Oh, give over. So they call it Bolognese cuisine, but it's not a Bolognese. Well, I tell you what, I want nothing to do with it. Thanks so much for checking in. Maybe you could tell us what's in Bologna. I can't say it in a nice way that you do. Bologna. Bologna. I think I'm saying it correctly. I mean... We'll soon find out. I hope you call back. I want to know what the cultural reference is from your area, please. I mean, anyone. If you come from a place that's got a specific regional delicacy, I'd love to hear about it. Hiya, Scotty. Hiya, Debs, Tim and Maya and the whole ATC crew. Uh, So, as you are taking a well-deserved break, I have returned to work. That's right. I have returned to functioning levels in things oh yeah this third relapse may have hit me but motherfuckers i get back up i get back up because that's what we do anyway point is is that because obviously i've been away and obviously you've been ill and the kids are all like oh my god oh my god miss your bag oh my god miss and i'm just like yes 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 i'm back they're like we thought you were dead and i'm in my head going you know mate you're Uh, nearly (laughs) you're not that fucking far off pal very very ill but yeah so they're young'uns so they've been going oh bitch where you been where you been so instead of saying i've been off ill now i see the sensible kids know that i've I've been poorly i've been unwell as it were but the gullible kids they've fallen for it hook line and sinker so basically i told them that the reason why i've been away for the last couple of weeks is that because the climate crisis and the ice caps are melting and the polar bears are dying and everything i've been a part of the cambridge polar exploration sort of crew and team and because i'm sort of going for an uh anthropological and arts background oh my god i bullshit like they they were taking it every drop of this in by the way and i was like oh yeah so i was the way on expeditions we get a boat to norway and then we you know and then we travel up into the arctic circle there into the tundra and yeah and they're like did you see polar bears i was like yeah i did see some polar bears but they were very skinny yeah it was sad and obviously we were able to cut through because you know the ice melts so much and yeah that's what we were documenting so i was kind of like you know just writing and you know documenting the sort of the journey and things like they're like oh my god and i was like yeah it's really cool uh (laughs) and the ta at the back of the room right so the teaching she's like like, how we kept straight faces i could see her like physically laughing but she wasn't letting out a peep so she was an absolute pro there at the back just shaking with laughter like i say the sensible kids are going no you fucking weren't You know what? Mess with these kids. Gaslighting. Why the hell not? And then eventually, I like the idea that they'll go home and go, oh, yeah, yeah, this teacher was about to say she did this great. It was great. Yeah, she's been away on this, like, Arctic polar expedition. And they'll be like, 
has she really? <laughs> mm, do you think maybe she's having you on with her a little bit? No, no, no. I, love, I just love the idea of that. All the parents be like, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, that's that's quite funny, actually. Well, I hope they see the humour. Fuck, what if they don't see the humour in it? Ah, they've got to see the humour. They know I'm playful. I'm great with the parents. They love me. Well, shit, I hope they do. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Got myself into a tunnel here, didn't I? Anyway, love you guys. Bye. Oh, hi, Nat here. Just casually walking in nowadays without saying your name. Oh, got a celebrity Nat here in the house, is it? Oh, so it's about lying to children. That's where we've got to as a society. We're lying to children. Okay, I'll tell you what, Producer Debbie. Get this on the mum's net, actually. Yeah, let's start, start a Reddit thread about lying to children. Um, Nat here, I'm so glad. I, actually, I, you know, I would have believed you. Have you gone on a polar expedition? I, you know, I'm quite gullible. I would listen to people. And that's your lot. Lots there about, you know, living and existing. <laughs> like, how do I make friends? Who am I? Why do I have to be here? Why are they doing these things to me? Lots of really big questions. So loads there to respond to, okay? And that's also Pauline. <laughs> no, Pauline, I'm not going to tell you who I noshed off. <laughs> But if you've got a celebrity story, if you've got ways of making friends, if you've got devices of getting through the bullshit and living your life, you know what to do. Listen, I'm really keen in these times where money is tight and friends are few. If you're swimming in a lake by a caravan, if you are on the mountains of a Spanish resort sipping cocktails, or if you're having the poker chips by the seaside, why not take us with you? You know, we're always up for listening to the soundtrack of your life. Uh, you know what to do. Pick up the phone, send us a little voice note. The number is in the description box at After the Tone POD on the socials. It'd be lovely to have a little bit of a gossip with you, just like Rachel, who messaged to say, I just need to say that Scotty has a doppelganger currently travelling on a tram to Eccles. I had to do a double, triple, quadruple take and was still convinced it was Scotty until I thought there's nowhere they were. <laughs> until I thought there's no way they'd be wearing blue skinny jeans and a Ted Baker messenger bag, question mark. Why was it the Ted Baker messenger bag and the skinny blue jeans? I would not seem dead on a tram to Eccles. <laughs> you know what to do, send us your messages, get involved, get in contact. We love having a bit of a chat with you. We look forward to seeing you a lot over this next season. Remember, every Thursday we'll be jumping into your mailbox. So press subscribe, tell your friends, let's have a giggle. I cordially open season 11. See you soon. After the Tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.